Man, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Afroids, Afro the Prince. Make sure you follow me on Instagram, follow me on TikTok, and uh, promote the page, man. You know, click the follow button, click the share button, go listen to our podcast. This is Unity. True to me, podcast where we talk about everything because Unity ain't new to me. It's not. The concept of us unifying is Black people, is African descended people. It's not new to me. True to me, I really believe this, and I really think we're gonna achieve this. And we gotta get over the uh, miseducation from a historical standpoint that we've never unified. That's false. That we've never experienced the same things as far as a black experience historically. That's false. Um, that we don't have the same issue economically just because we live in different planes. That's false. There's a there is a wealth gap. For poor people and the wealthy class all over the world, but especially there is a, um, to me, and I've seen it in different forms, um, a wealth gap or impoverished uh, economy where Black people live all around the world. And then all the issues that we have, they just call it different things. You know what I'm saying? Um, some people call it colorism. Uh, some people use politics. All these things are minuscule in, in regards to us uh, coming together as people. But they do matter though, because the issues come up for a reason. The first issues I want to talk about is uh, she got hit with a brick. She got hit with a brick. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, let me show you real quick. Her face has been all over, um, all over the internet. And that's all people have been talking about. I've been in TikTok lives. You know, cause my followers share to see what my opinion is. Uh, I, I spoke on it briefly. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, the issue is important if you're going to talk about uh, where it leads to how we operate as men and women in this world, especially as black men and women as well. Uh, give me a quick second. So, for those that are watching or will watch this, where is it? Here it is. So, this lady right here, she got hit with a brick. And, you know, of course, that's the, the, the first notion is how the story gets formed. Um, and she says, you know, she got hit with a brick and for not giving a man her number, right? You know, she told him, no, he got mad, busted in the face with a brick. And, you know, her video. It goes around and she says, you know, all these men, um, and you know, all these all these brothers or whatever brothers around or whatever black men were around, you know, they, they did nothing, right? And then the notion started to form, well, why didn't they? Right. And of course, you got people who try to call different sides of the rhetoric. Well, red pill people said this, and blue pill people said that. And how you gonna justify not doing nothing for? How you gonna justify doing something for in regards to uh, the greater good, right? And I'm like, you know what, Pippa? I ain't even gonna get mad. I'm just gonna tell you my decision and my point of view about it. Now, I witnessed, viewed, seen on the screen what happens when. You can intervene in a, in a situation. It's usually a domestic, right? 
how you can intervene in a situation and you end up being the one in detriment. Some people have been passed, passed away, been unalive. Uh, fathers in domestic violence situations, they mama, baby, dead. Um, be upfront with you, right? As as the simplest way for me to break it down. They arguing. You trying to defend the girl. You don't know the scope. You just doing it off moral standard. You doing it off moral principle. You know what I'm saying? That's how you was raised. That's your tradition. And uh, you end up getting shot, right? Which is what one of the talking or seem to be talking points for people who are classified as red people. People is like, well, dude already loco. You know what I'm saying? He seemed to not have no moral conscience because he he hit her with a brick. So it's like for me to intervene for for uh for what they're saying, uh, paraphrasing, this is not my opinion. I will tell you when this is my opinion. I'm just giving you talking points for people who follow this rhetoric. I do not, as the host, I repeat, I do not follow this rhetoric. I'm just letting you know what they're saying. Um, you know, like why, why should I get involved? Uh who knows if she even cares about me, if she even sees me, right? If I'm one of these men and she's acknowledged, right, or because I'm not six foot or because I don't have a six-figure bank account or because I'm not uh, overly masculine as if I go to the gym every day or because I'm not visibly attractive to her, why should I have to lay my life on the line for this woman? Right. Now, from this standpoint, it seems like it's a... Uh, it's a for me to do this for you, what do I get out of it? Do I get your attention? Do I get your respect? Do I get your glance? Do I get acknowledgement as a man in this world? But you want me to help you and you won't even look my way, right? That's That seemed to be the basis to like, and then I'm going to end up losing my life for you just to, for possibly like if, if this is your, your man, right? You go back to him. That's that's the role of, uh, of the rhetoric of, of one counter arguments. So like, why not? Now the other is, bro, that's that's up to you. What they what they say ratio is? It's like five women to every like one man. Um, and and for the base of the man, they, they hit it with the brick. It's called rejection, bro. Now it's different levels to how you can be rejected and how it can impact you as a woman or a man. You know, because uh, you know rejection hurts people. People try to act like it don't. You know what I'm saying? It's human beings have feelings, not just women. Human beings, man and women. Um, I've been rejected plenty of times. I've also scored plenty of times. So um, it just depends. You, you have to learn in this life, and the older I get, the more experience I get. Uh, it just it's, it really starts to come down to it is what it is. Um, you have to learn to take an L as a man. So this is my stance. Bro, Shane want to give you the number. As the story is being rolled out, it is what it is, bro. I'm pretty sure it's a good 20 other uh, women in, in the club with a vicinity of the area you was in that you could have shot your shot at, bro. Maybe you're not in your environment, but that don't mean that she deserved to get hit for the brick. It don't. Uh, it, it just don't. And for the men who are saying, well, okay, 
he do need to learn how to uh, re regulate his emotions to this point, especially on the, in regards to taking an L or getting told no or uh, rejection. Um, at the same time, for those who stood and um, and did nothing, that's that's your moral compass to me, personally. I said this on a live um, earlier today, and this is how you know I, I I love what I do as far as uh, being a speaker and speaking at different methods and, and different platforms. Uh, to me, this is me speaking, uh, using my voice to impact the world, whether it's on stage, on through content or through podcasting. I, I love this so much. I could do this probably for the rest of my life. But on this notion, you got to leave that up to God. And this is what I mean when I say that. I'm going to defend her, bro. Okay, she not my girl. So what? We not related. So what? I was raised in that tradition that, bro, these, these are your, especially if it's your women, like when I say like our women, like when it's black women, my God. And another brother said this in, in good context, bro. You, if it was your mom, your sister, your daughter, um, and you just so happened wasn't around, you would hope that the men that do look like you, them at least, are going to defend her in your place. Because she walks in this world without you at the time. I know my niece right now. She is a good hundred or so miles away from me. And I, I pray as she lives her adult life now, going to college, doing all these other things, that there are black men, especially black men, but even just men who have uh, the same moral compass and traditions to defend and stand up and, and they not trying to shoot their shot at her. They just, that's just their consciousness. That's just their consciousness. That's just what they do. And that's that's the hill that they're going to die on. And sometimes it feels unfortunate, you know what I'm saying? But that's the stance. I'm not saying don't be conscious of the situation and like, all right, what is this? Am I intervening in this or is, is, or is he or she deciding to repeat history and dwell in the suffering, right? But if it's right there in that situation, bro, stand on your ten toes on your moral compass, bro. And I'm leading that up to God. God going if, if God knows I'm being a righteous man, he's gonna make sure I make it back to the house. Or he's gonna bless me um, when I depart. Because he know I'm being a righteous man. Like it just it, it is what it is. Regardless. And that's my stance. You feel me? Next topic. You know, this is conscious. It's for thought. You feel me? This is cognitive for thought. You know, we 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 just we rolling down things that have transpired, stuff that I discovered uh over weeks or the week. It's just been on my mind. 
there is a black man running for president on the red side, the Republican side. Does that mean that we're going to vote red this year? Although you should play, pay attention to uh, your local government, internal government, state, city, city councilman, congressman, alderman, uh, all these things in between because they can impact your life a lot quicker and even more directly outside of just the presidency. Because since the presidency is coming up and that's what everybody will talk about, let's talk about it. You have Larry Older, right? Now, uh, another brother had put me on to this. He may be a conservative. It doesn't really matter to me. I'm independent. I don't play these games. I vote what I feel is justified, and I would believe in uh, the process to an extent to what I've seen uh, impact change for voting, right? This is Larry Older, and it's the interview he did on Breakfast Club. You can go look it up. And talks about systemic racism. Does he believe that it's truly impactful, still impactful today, uh, fatherlessness in uh, Black America, and, uh, you know, his uh, opponents in the presidency? So, his highlight. The key highlight in this interview was the statistical impact of fatherlessness. And of course, you bring up uh, 70, 70s and 80s of, of welfare and the guidelines for not having a father at home, how that leads to uh, the unsettled the foundation of raising a young boy to a strong man for your community because when it goes back to the woman with bricks, when it goes back to the woman here with bricks, this this can roll into that kind of argument as to why uh, having fathers and, and a well-rounded man in your community is very, very important. And uh, he believes that uh, father, fatherlessness has impacted Black America and uh, our Black communities to a detriment to how it rolls over to the injustice system, uh, to the to the um, to the uh, prison system, and the, you know school to prison pipeline and the rhetoric behind that. And here's one thing I noticed. A lot of people like to push ideals to that supposedly represent this party. The odd Republican means racism, and I don't, I don't necessarily believe that. A lot of people who try to push that notion and that the uh, the D and the, the the left believes in, in democracy for all, right? Nah, capital. I'm not going to sit here and, and tell you I 100% uh, agree with that now. I've had a white, I've, I've had, uh, I've been profiled by a person that called himself a blue. I've been profiled by a person that called himself a red. So for me, it don't, it don't really matter. But what I saw in this interview was that we as black men, uh, when we as black people understand the impact, no matter the party, 
And that's what I keep saying. Like, you, you, you go watch the video. You may not agree with everything he's going to say. You may not. Like, I don't agree with the fact that you, you, that, and to an extent, he doesn't say that racism isn't apparent. It's still existing today. Because it does. But he's saying, I, I, what, I, what I hear, on the other hand, is that here's our problem right now. And with hopes that that problem will be resolved in racism, maybe, but it's our problem right now. That's our community and the money that we don't have or the money that we're not putting together. And the impact that that implies. There's also been black faces in power. We just, the brother who sent me a link to this video, he was like, bro, we got black president, black mayors, especially specifically in in, 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 in Chicago. Now you could say that they uh, black faces in white places. That's a term that that's, that's been used for him and any other uh, person that doesn't seem to have, uh, you know, uh, ten toes down, black moral compass. They just uh, front men and franchise babies, right? For whatever party or or uh, discriminatory agenda other people may have. And it's possible, but uh, the gist, with the gist, is is what do you believe, and how are you going to achieve that goal, right? And are we going to do this together besides our differences, right? So if you're a Democrat, right, okay, do you disagree that the impact of fatherlessness in our community? I don't think you would, especially as a black man or a black woman. Y'all keep saying y'all need each other and this is what we struggle with. So if we don't disagree on that and we're trying to make some money to improve our communities and... and to lower the wealth gap and have an economical moat, what the problem is. Like this, this is what I'll be trying to figure out, like what the problem is really. Lastly but not least, is that it, the unity doesn't take a lot. It doesn't take a lot of steps. Small actions can lead to big accomplishments. And I said this in uh, my last show for Monday, but I really wanted to Reiterate it because um, we only got five days to do it. We only got five days to raise five thousand dollars. And they're trying to feed the streets, trying to feed the streets of Chicago. And the reason why this was so important to me, because I align with anything that aligns with my mission. If it aligns with my mission, whether I'm leading it or not, I'm with it. I'm with it, I'm with it, I'm with it, because it's 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 collective cooperation. Collective cooperation leads to greater performance. Period. Like, let's be real. I don't gotta be Superman to. I'm a, I'm still a part of Justice League. You feel me? Like, like, like let me 
let me holler my blurs real quick. You know what I mean? Like, like you gonna get this. I don't need to be Superman. I'm still a part of the Justice League, homie. So that's how I'm stepping. So I'm going to shout out uh, Dino I, uh, the nation, uh, as a mosque on near 87th off stone. They're, they're raising wit. Let me repeat this. Uh, Jerk 48. And I said this in my, my last show, but I, I really want you to understand this. And I'm going to put the, uh, the cash app in the description. But they don't have to do that. Because you know how, like, we like to say Caribbeans don't rock with Black Americans, they don't rock with us, and and, and Africans don't rock with us, and, you know, and sometimes uh, you can see this, the forms of favoritism, like, you'll see it in uh, in music, right? People like, yo, uh, Congolese and Haitians, they, they roll with each other, woo, woo. Uh, which is why a lot of people was upset with Burda Boy and his rhetoric, especially Black Americans, right, his rhetoric dressing like you straight from Wu-Tang Clan um, in the City Boys album then the stuff you see on interviews and we're like bro like you're literally dressing like Method Man Wu-Tang bro like how can you sit here and, and say the same people that you uh show an appreciation to don't have a a, a culture they understand though that's something they you know you know but back to it they're trying to feed the streets they gotta do it by September 10th and Jerk 48 is the one that is supplying the food, all the meals. And they're trying to feed five neighborhoods give, with 500 meals, bro. And their effort is trying to get to $5,000 by September 10th. And the reason why I said um, you got to look at it as far as from Jerk 48 as a restaurant, it's a Caribbean restaurant. It's a Jamaican restaurant. And when you talk about the, the rhetoric of that we don't like each other, we don't rock with each other and these things and this and that, well, if that was so true, why are they doing this? If if the rhetoric of black people from other places and other spaces don't like black Americans, don't have no love for us, why are they trying to feed, give out 500 meals? Why are they trying to feed five neighborhoods, Joe? Just why? They not black Americans, they not. They Jamaicans, they Caribbeans. They're different black folks, so what's the what's the point? It's because they exist in a, in a space that idea that I'm a black man through and through. And whether you might not know my history as being a black man um, from my island, hey, I'm a black man, and these children are my children, whether they come from my island or not. That we live in this this world is is, is black men, women, and black families. Yeah, you can go hear me play reggae in my household, but I'm still a black man. So at the end, why not help you? And that's that's how I feel that they feel the same way when I see any black child. When I went to Carnival, I just seen black babies. I didn't see I didn't see a, a oh that's a a little girl from Trinidad. That's a little girl from Barbados. That's a little girl from. Jamaica. That's no. I saw black babies and they all wearing our shoes. If they're not wearing a flag, I seen a little a little baby girl walking around in Dashiki. So I'm I'm sitting here steady telling you that 
don't believe the propaganda. Believe what they showing you. Jerk for they is trying to feed, give out five hundred meals. They they doing this. They just make it. They don't. They don't. If you want to play that role, they don't owe Black Americans nothing. They don't have to do this. They doing this because they love themselves. They love Black people, and they don't see a difference. And when you wave that red, black, and green flag, remember Jamaicans is the one that gave you that flag. Like y'all waving and don't understand the context and history behind what it is you're doing. If you waving that flag, that means that you believe that the black and the black of the red, black, and green, the black stands for black people. That means black people worldwide. It does not matter where they're from. It don't matter what language they speak. It don't matter how to dress. It means that you, when you wave that flag, that you have a love, a moral compass for the black people around the world. That you will stand by them, that you will love them, that you will represent them that you will follow through and you will support them in your actions the great for that flag is to remind you that you never forget that you come from the motherland that you come from africa that yes our fatherland has become other places the fatherland for jamaicans has become the island of jamaica the fatherland for black americans has become the continent of the country of america but our motherland where we rest and, and where we believe uh whether it's, it's from the roster's perspective and from especially from the pan-african man's perspective and even like nationalist man's perspective that we originally come from africa that that is our motherland and that we will always have love and honor for them even though we may they're not dis we disagree from time to time and the red is to remind you that this is all the blood that we've shared trying to get to this point of a better man in life of our ancestors who sacrificed and kept living and made hard decisions the blood that they've shed, not just in death, but in life. For picking cotton and picking sugar cane and getting our pickings took away from us. Like all these things create sorrow and blood. But we never forget that we honor them by keep working together. I need you to remember that. I need you to honor that. I need you to cash out Plantoon C. We're going to say Plantoon C Fund. Um, you're going to see the uh, Star and the Crescent. So that's them and support them, man. If you can, uh, help them get to, to $5,000 by September 10th. All right. We appreciate y'all. We value y'all. And I'm going to holler at y'all later because I'm video.